Hi, and welcome to Right to Life of Michigan's Life Beat podcast. Today we are doing another multicultural outreach segment. We're going to be finishing the part one of our youth in the pro-life movement. So here is part two, and I hope you enjoy. What can young people do in the pro-life conversation? Today, Stephanie Estes and Rita Somo give us examples of what young people today can do to make a difference, how they can be empowered to step up in their communities and educate and serve the unborn. They also share with us how they started when they were young, how they were encouraged by family and friends, and how they go about making a difference and inspiring young people to do the same. Like in my community, in the Black community, I think a lot of the the issues that we're having um, a lot of the answers that we're looking for, I think, unfortunately, we've killed those solutions by, by letting so many of our children be aborted. Because God's normal MO has been to send answers through people. He works through people. Oh, yeah. He doesn't, you know, rain them out of the sky. It normally <laughs> comes um, through a child, you know, even, even the Savior himself you know, the solution for everything. He comes through the womb of a woman. You know, he doesn't just come out of the heavens through the clouds. God chooses. <laughs> I think he sent a very strong message by um, humbling himself to be born, you know, as a child uh, uh, through the womb of a woman and to come into this world to save the world. And I think, uh, I think a lot of our solutions are in the children um, that we've, you know, discounted out of convenience or for whatever other reason. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's any reason. We don't know enough to actually kill children at will. You right. know, we don't, we don't know the value of each life to make that determination ourselves mm -hmm. because we don't know what that individual is sent here to do or who they are, you know? And I think we should err on the side of caution, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I think we should be a little, um, a little less uh, willing to discount life just based on its um, value at a, at a given moment, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm certainly glad, I, I'm certainly glad for the prayers of your mother. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you you're alive and well today thank you, know, you because life hits us all like that and we uh -huh. all get tempted to make decisions just in the moment mm -hmm. without considering the future ram ramifications of it so oh absolutely yeah so I'm I'm very grateful for you know those mothers that will make that determination and say no that's that's not the way we're going here Mm -hmm. you know and, yeah uh, yeah I'm, I'm very grateful for that yeah and I know I mentioned earlier too about my younger brother so uh the doctor actually had told my mom she encouraged her to get an abortion with him because I know I mentioned we're 11 years apart so mm -hmm. a little bit older and he the doctor kept telling her how she's going to have all these complications and right. you know uh he might have some type of disability mm -hmm. um, so she considered it. She was questioning like whether she should, because she he frightened her. Right. 
And I remember ever since I was like a little girl, I think I was like four or five, I was praying for a little sister. Mm. I had a little brother, but when I found out my mom was pregnant, because she had tried for a while and couldn't get pregnant after me. Okay. But I had given up hope that she was even going to have a kid. So when she said she was pregnant, there was nothing I was going to let her do to stop her from having that kid. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, I don't care if he's born with any handicap. Like, I'll take him. I'll raise him. I'll do whatever. Oh. And he came oh. out just fine. Nothing oh, see you there. Happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so, wonderful. And I think for me, um, I don't know, growing up, like, I didn't feel the pressures how, you know, they are today. I think the society now just is so, I guess, filled with like, just, you know, sexual innuendos. Sure. Having sex is the way to go. I feel like I grew up in a completely different era. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean I'm that old. (laughs) Right, 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 right. But it was just completely different. Now it's just, it's like sex crazed. And the, the community now, I think, regardless of whichever community you're in, it's just society as a whole has made it seem like, you know, life is just not as, you know, important. Mm-hmm. Anybody can be tossed to the side. It's not a big deal. And I feel like we've lost that connectivity with other people mm-hmm. and the value of life. Absolutely. I don't know if you've ever seen what's going on nowadays, but like, there's like this whole TikTok craze, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's all these teen girls who are pregnant and it's like a thing where like, oh, it's pregnant. Like it's cool. Cause now I'm going to get an abortion. Oh my, really? So, yeah. It's, it's like the way that they, um, edit their videos. They're at the doctor's office. Like, oh, you're pregnant. Oh, well, you know, it's cool to have an abortion. And that's the message that's going out there right now. And oh, wow. It, yeah, it's just, it's gotten like too out of hand. It's a little crazy. And I think we need to bring, not just the youth, but even adults back to see, you know, what is the dignity of life? Why we should um, value and encourage that. I know from abortion, when that first came into play, it was basically um, to decrease the population in certain minorities. Mm. And now it's kind of like used against us. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like my body, my choice, but that, no, it's not your body. It's not your it's a whole other body within you. Right. Nowadays, the guy doesn't even have a say because I think, you know, we've empowered women so much that they can do everything on their own. And, you know, a guy doesn't even get to say whether he wants to keep the baby or not. Right. I think that's completely unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always say, well, you want child support if you have the baby. But correct, correct. Decision. <laughs> That's right. So I think it should it should be a, a two person. If it took two people to conceive the life, why should it take two people to end the life? Right. Exactly. Um, but I, um, I don't know. How do we how do we encourage uh, the youth? to look at this a little differently than what they're doing. Cause you're like, you're right. They've become very callous in, no. in this decision. It's treated as if it's um, no big deal. Um, like it's getting a, like you're getting a, a sister removed or something. Oh yeah. You know, they just treat it like um, it's just like plastic surgery or something and they can flaunt it and, and say, this is me before and this is me after. 
Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. Um, do you think that's something that we're going to have to go back to? Um, I, I heard you mention that we have to talk about the dignity of life again. Yes. Why life has dignity. And I, and I think that does touch on what I was saying earlier about, I don't think young women truly are valued or value um, what they are. You know, just the ju just the miracle of nature that they are, and the role that they have to play, and how they can affect generations of life um, on this planet. I don't think that they are highly valued anymore at all, and I think it shows through with how how flippant they are about the dignity of life altogether. You know, I don't. I don't think a, a young woman can be very pro promiscuous and still end up with a, uh, a, a, a good uh, picture of herself. I think she's gonna end up discounting herself. I think she's gonna end up uh, degrading herself, not just from other people, but in her own mind and heart. Um, mm -hmm. She's gonna begin to uh, feel like she's not worth a certain amount of dignity or a right. certain amount of honor, mm -hmm. um, a certain amount of respect. Right. Uh, because I'm looking at these girls who just casually can sleep with people. You know, my mom says that it had gotten so bad in the school. She said that, you know, the children treat sex like shaking hands. She said they're that familiar with having sex like it's no big deal. It's like an exchange, just like you're shaking hands with a person. You know, uh -huh. they'll do it so um, just loosely and flippantly, like it's no big deal. But she said, it is a big deal. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to go back, like I said, to celebrate just how amazing life is. What a gift it is. Oh yeah. It, 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 it is a gift. And I, I think that starts with just reaffirming to young people what value that they have as well as others. Because you really can't respect the life of anyone else if you don't understand the value of life. What a okay. gift it is to have. Or respect your own life. Or respect your you own. You can't respect anybody else's life if you don't respect your own. That is right. That, that is correct. So I, I wouldn't fully expect a, a young woman to hear me out on protecting the unborn if she doesn't think her life is worth that much. You right. know, it's going to be hard to convince her that this unborn person that she cannot see, um, that she has no emotional attachment to, that they are, their worth is their worth is uh, that much more significant if hers is not that significant. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know if you have heard of theology of the body. So the late Pope John Paul II had put this whole thing together of theology of the body, and we teach it uh, in our you know uh, church. I know I've taught it before in my youth programs and catechism. Mm -hmm. That's basically a way to have, you know, boys and girls take a look at their body and understand what the body is designed for. Yeah. 
I think if I ever learned that when I was a teen, my life would have been completely different. Oh, sure. It, it lets you see the value in yourself and who you are and what we're designed for. I mean, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You learn to respect yourself and your body and somebody else's body as well. So it's sure. not yourself and I. Absolutely. But I mean, I think it could have helped me growing up with self-confidence issues, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to find, you know, some, some acceptance from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, kind of looking at myself the way that God sees me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that would definitely be very helpful. Um, yeah. It's helped a lot of the teens that, you know, I've encountered and I've taught. Um, it's, it's just a different way to respect yourself and your body and understand what it's truly designed for. Absolutely. And it's respect for your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know? It's learning from a young age how to respect your neighbor. And if you don't learn that, you're, you know, you're going to grow up in this selfish society mm-hmm. where you don't see the reper- repercussions of any of your actions. Right. Um, but yeah, I definitely encourage anybody who's listening to take a look at the theology of the body. Um, there's many different authors now, but it really, the concept came from the late uh, Pope John Paul II. Mm-hmm. And some, um, but yeah, I mean, I think as you grow, I mean, in your youth, you're pretty naive. You don't know as much. Sure. So using the resources that we have, I think is very helpful, mm-hmm. you know, helping them navigate where to go. Right. I think even for me, uh, you know, aside from abortion, I had cousins who ended up with this, um, you know, very rare disease and they be- ended up becoming like a vegetable, you could say. Good dystrophy, and it was, it's, you know, it was a rare unknown type. Mm-hmm. They've ended up losing their, you know, ability to speak, eat, um, walk, talk, do anything. Wow. Um, and I had so many people, you know, say to me, like my friends, even family members would say, you know, uh, maybe you should cut their life short because wow. what is, you know, what's the point? And like, if that didn't happen, it didn't, that actually taught me, um, the purity and innocence of somebody who is suffering and, you know, how you can suffer beautifully and gracefully. Absolutely. What the meaning of life is, you know, people are just so easy to toss somebody around if they don't fit a certain criteria. Sure. Sure. But I think up until that happened, I saw it from a different standpoint. So, you know, with pro-life, it's also protecting anybody who has any disability, um, any of your elders, um, you know, it's just protecting others around you. And Absolutely. I've never known that unless I didn't, unless I experienced it, which I, I'm very thankful I did because it lets me see, you know, how love outweighs that. Mm-hmm. Also, how people are just kind of designed, you know, because of what society has taught us, mm-hmm. what matters and what doesn't. Absolutely. And, you know, people are just easily replaced nowadays, and that's pretty sad. Yeah, it is pretty sad. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think it was like a phone. <laughs> do you think that's an, do you think that's how we can um, uh, better broach the subject with young people um, is to talk about love? That seems to be something they're always interested in talking about. Yeah, right? Love. Yes. <laughs> they always want to talk about love. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think they need to understand what love means. I, I think so. I think that does have a great deal to do with it. Um, unless you're looking through that lens of love, um, life really, it, it really can appear to be meaningless, especially with teenagers, because their bodies are going through so many things. Their minds are going through so many things. They're, they're still trying to figure out what, what it's all about. Uh, their emotions are all over the place. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. And um, why they are, why I found, I know when I was a teenager, I was fascinated. I wanted to know what love was all about. And uh-huh. there's nothing like, you know, um, thinking that this, this feeling that you feel in your chest is love. <laughs> <laughs> Probably infatuation. <laughs> right. <laughs> or this, you know, I told my dad one day, you know, I said, I think I might be falling in love. And he says, no, you probably need to abysmal and you need to go to bed. <laughs> That's not love. <laughs> You're just a little queasy. You probably ate something you shouldn't have eaten. <laughs> But it, well, I, I think um, that might be a good approach to um, really explain the things that are important. I think we've sort of forgotten those things. And, yeah. and like you said, what, what's being fed to teenagers nowadays, it just, it just seems like a whole different era because I, these things never occurred to me. It never occurred to me um, that you could do some of these things that now they're publishing on TikTok. It, uh-huh. never, it never would have crossed my mind. It never would have entered my mind. The things that I used to shy away from and um, you know, you have teenagers doing them blatantly now. Oh, so, yeah. you know what I didn't realize at the moment, Rita? My, my father loved us. Mm-hmm. Love makes you sit down with a young person who probably is rolling their eyes at you at the time and, <laughs> and let them know, this is how this works, darling. I know you don't believe me, but I still have to tell you that this is how this works. This is how this is going to go. And he was very good about that. He says, if you make a choice as a young woman to do thus and thus, this is what happens to your life. Yes. Now the choice is yours. And I'm so glad he did it that way. So we didn't feel the need to sort of rebel and, uh-huh. and go out and experiment and just, you know, defy him and prove, prove a point. He was just like, no, he says, I can tell you what's going to happen. He says, I'm going to grieve for you. I'm going to cry for you because uh-huh. no, no parent raises a child to end up in a worse position than they they equip them to go out into the world he said that would break my heart i'm not telling you this to sort of you know quell your fun he said Mm -hmm. i'm telling this because it's going to break my heart to see what happens to your life you know oh yeah and and i I think that's what our I, i think that's what we should be encouraged to do when it comes to teenagers I think I want to follow that same pattern, um, tell them the straight up truth. But like you said, teach them about love. Um, yeah. You know, not just talk about it, but emulate it. 
what about your kids or your grandchildren? How did they grow up in that? You know, like, did you talk to them about, um, you know, abortion, pro-life? Well, the children I inherited differently than you did. Well, the children I inherited were were grown-ups when I married their father. Now, Uh we all did grow up like in the same church fellowship. So I got to see them when they were growing up. Their actual mother died about about 17 years ago from breast cancer. Oh, wow. Oh, Right. So the girls kind of had to figure things out on their own because they were Mm -hmm. all like teenagers when she died. And uh, my husband said he was completely clueless. He was not, (laughs) you know, his wife was the disciplinarian at the time. But even now... We're, 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 we're learning each other. You know how women are, yeah. you know, uh-huh. you, you have to have a connection to a woman or, you know, you just get the surface level, you know, yeah. you don't get any, you don't get any <laughs> of the good stuff until there's really a connection there. Mm-hmm. So we're still learning each other. And I just, I'm so blessed because I told my husband, I wouldn't marry him if the children didn't like me. And it turns out that they, they love me and they encouraged him to marry me. So that turned out really well. Yes. um, Yeah. We look forward to um, spending more time with the grandchildren and influencing their lives. But, um, but yeah, I really applaud the work that you do with the young people, uh, with the youth. What is one of the biggest challenges you face as far as uh, working with the young people? I think the biggest challenge for me is not seeing themselves how I see them. Mm. I just want, I just want to like reach out and just like show them my heart and be like, I mean, if I love you this much and you know, I'm not even your parent, can you imagine how God sees you or how your family sees you and you know, how you need to learn to see yourself? Um, mm-hmm. They're selling themselves short. Okay. They are. Um, I think that's, the biggest challenge I have is, you know, especially in this day and age and the society is just, and social media and, you know, it just makes it so easy for them to doubt themselves. Okay. And I think, you know, growing up, you know, if they're religious or um, if they've had good positive role models in their life, it's a little bit easier, but of them go to school and they're teaching them, you know, about sex education. But it's just so funny to me because especially nowadays, everybody's talking about uh, follow the science, follow the science with this whole COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. You look at science as far as life goes, life starts, you know, uh, at conception when the egg is fertilized. Mm-hmm. But they go to school and they're just kind of also taught about birth control, abortion, and, you know, there's no real significant influence on, you know, the value of life. Yeah. Um, and I think having, I don't want to say the liberal mindset of, oh, well, you know, you can get the morning after pill and teaching them about all these things and making you know, condoms available or, you know, you're just kind of raising these kids to feel like it's okay to be promiscuous. It's okay to 
not value your your own life. And if you don't value your own life, you're not going to value others' lives. And I think right. we kind of fall into that trap. Right. Um, and, you know, luckily with the youth programs that I have with church, you can be able to teach them, you know, the true way that God sees them and how they should look at themselves and how they need to value themselves. You know, God is all about love and forgiveness. So I think for me, it's about learning to forgive yourself if you mess up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. sometimes the guilt takes over somebody and they just don't think that uh, I'm worth it anymore. Oh, sure. sure. Yes, you are worth it. You know, God, God can forgive you. You need to learn to forgive yourself and, Absolutely. you know, have have that respect and value for your own life. And then that'll carry on, you know, with um, somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I think it, it's definitely important and crucial to empower the youth and realize uh, how much strength and wisdom that they uh, can share with others. Yeah. Um, and not to feel afraid. Absolutely. Absolutely. I applaud applaud any young people that um, can develop the the courage to speak up now Mm -hmm. because they are bullied on several levels now. Oh, yeah. And um, but I have confidence. I, I have complete confidence in this generation. I've spoken to so many of the youth and they are not stupid. They are very, (laughs) very bright. Um, If you give them the right information, I I think they're just like any other generation. You give them the information, you show them the way, you show them love and the compassion. Um, They respond to it. Um, they, They make the right decisions. In fact, I am praying and very hopeful that this next generation is going to surprise all of us and, de- yeah. and end up being one of the most conservative we've seen in quite a while, you know? Yeah. yeah. In, fact, in fact, that's the new um, a punk rock, as they say, is to be conservative, you know, in mm-hmm. this ocean of just uh, uh, lib- liberals and, uh, you know, whatever goes. Um, to be conservative and to make up your own mind and decisions, uh, very moral decisions and live according to your own conscience. Um, I'm I'm very hopeful about this next generation. I I really hope too that they're exposed to much more. So like, I mean, whether it's school, I, I try to do it with the youth programs, but like if they have like a biology class, being exposed to somebody who's pregnant and having an ultrasound. Yeah. Make that your field trip. Make Absolutely. your field trip to see, you know, how the elders are sure. and how you can go against euthanasia. But I think being able to see life in the womb and realizing that that is a person yeah. will be very, very significant because I believe so. I, out of mind, they're not taught that, you know, if you actually get to see a child in the womb, get to hear their heartbeat, I think we'll be able to, you know, basically change a lot of minds of those who uh, are unaware. Well, it has been a real pleasure talking with you, Rita. 
Oh, it's been I, so great talking to you. I will not soon forget your name, Rita Mary. <laughs> <laughs> that is wonderful. Um, and it's it's just been a pleasure speaking with you. And um, um, I, 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 I think you have some, I really applaud the work you do, first of all, with you. Okay. And I'm just so grateful for your story and your life and um, grateful that um, we had this opportunity to share together. And hopefully something we said today will um, encourage the youth and encourage those who are fighting for life. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that they will always know, like you said, um, that they seek out the way that God sees them. Yes. They are empowered to value their own lives in, in light of the image of God that they bear. Mm -hmm. So that they can turn around and face this very cruel world um, that is lying to them about their value and uh, stand up for life across the board, theirs and everyone else's. Absolutely. So, Amen. It's grateful for this time. I'm grateful to Right to Life of Michigan and uh, grateful for the opportunity to share. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I hope you have a great It was so time. good talking to you. And oh, I <laughs> great. great. Thank you, darling. I it's hope great. you and I get to do some more stuff in our community together. I hope so, too. This is not the end of us. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Please feel free to call on me anytime. Darling. Same here. Thank you for listening. That wraps up part two of our Youth in the Pro-Life movement. Next month, we will be doing another multicultural outreach segment. So I hope you'd enjoy this. Thank you and have a great weekend.